Life is one big head game. And once you learn to play the motherfucking head game, it's no longer a game anymore at all. You start living your life. Another episode of One Big Head Game. Uh, I'm Bo Killingsworth. We have Gary, Garrett, do Garrett Dewitt here. We have a special guest. Uh, I'm going to let Garrett kind of explain, yeah. without saying his name first, you I know, know, talk I know. about it. Do you know how to do that? <laughs> yep. Okay. Okay. That's what we're going to do. Go ahead, Garrett. All right. So we have a real awesome guest on today. Um, this person does a lot of different stuff. You know, it, it might seem like he doesn't have time for any of this stuff. Um, a couple of things he does. He's a nurse, full-time nurse, works mm. nights. Mm. He's a bodybuilder. He's been bodybuilding for like, two or three years now, um, has gained a following, great uh, producer, uh, camera guy. He also has a business where he films weddings, and from the production that he does and this following he's gained, he's actually become recently a raw athlete. So we have Mr. Tony Pascal on today. <laughs> What's up, guys? Special guest, man. Super <laughs> special, dude. We, appreciate it. Appreciate it. Tony, when we uh, when we first started this podcast, we were like, hmm, who are we going to have on? And immediately, you yeah. were the guy. Yeah. You know what <laughs> I, I mean? You were. You it were. took me a little while to come on the pod, but <laughs> That's good. I had to figure out my schedule. So. Yeah. Well, we had to figure out how to actually do it. Right. So right. It, uh, <laughs> it worked out for it came us. came on the perfect time. It you got did. everything together now. It did. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to be here, guys. So yeah, I appreciate yeah, you that, having me on. Yeah. Thanks for coming, man. Yeah, that, that is what happened. Like, we thought about it, and we are like, man, he would be perfect, you know, because uh, when we first started it, you know, we, we're still figuring out, like, what we're going to talk about, how we're going to niche down into something that can really be valuable to people. And uh, But undoubtedly, one of the things that we always want to talk about is, like, how people are doing things, you know, how high-achieving people are managing their lives, how they're uh, working through the mental challenges, struggles that they face. Mm -hmm. And somebody that does so many things that you do is obviously very attractive to us in our brains, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, there's many different types of people on this earth, right? Like, uh, there, there's kind of low achieving people. There's people that don't really try to achieve or they don't, they don't really think uh, about those goals and go after them. Then there's people that try to do it, fail a lot, maybe don't make it all the way, whatever. Then there's people that are just elite, you know, mm -hmm. um, and, uh, and we're trying to talk about those elite people and those people that are getting to elite because the, the getting to elite is the most interesting yeah. part for us. And that's what we want to showcase on our show. Mm -hmm. And I think you're right there, man. I mean, I don't know that much about you. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're not yeah. best friends, right? Like, we just right, see each right. other in the gym every once in a while. But yeah. I've, I've heard about you. I've watched you. I've talked to Garrett about you. And it seems like you're doing a very special grouping of different things, mm -hmm. like Garrett talked about. Yeah. So uh, I just kind of want to turn it over to you yeah. and introduce yourself to all these people. A lot of these people will uh, already know you from your social media pages. But, mm -hmm. um, you know, what's there to know about Tony? Kind of yeah. introduce yourself. Yeah, man. absolutely, man. Uh, what's up, guys? So my name is Tony Pasquale. Uh, I'm 27 years old. Um, I am originally from Youngsville, Louisiana. Um, and yes, going back to what they said, I do do a lot. <laughs> Sometimes I think to myself and I have to sit down with my wife and say, yeah, I think we do a little bit too much. But, you know, you got to be able to, you know, do things in life and you kind of have to take risks sometimes. And then, you know, successful people, they work very hard. So, um, 
so yeah, I, I am a full-time registered nurse. I have been in the intensive care unit for almost five years now. So, you know, obviously had to get a nursing degree. I went right. to a four-year university um, at the University of Lafayette, Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Go Cajuns. <laughs> um, so, uh, so yeah, and then uh, I am also a business owner. Um, they had mentioned that I do uh, I do do videography on the side. Yeah. Uh, we, me and my wife, tag team on that. Uh, we started it because I was, you know, doing content in college. You know, mm-hmm. and I, I tell the story all the time. But my, you know, my colleagues, they were majority female. Okay. Yeah. And then so because of the nursing degree, right? Yeah. So uh, they, you know, they knew I was making videos and they were like, Hey, you know, we're, we're probably going to get married in a couple of years. You, like, can you film our videos? And I'm like, yeah. can you film my wedding? I'm like, sounds like a good idea. <laughs> Pitch it to my wife. And then she was like, let's start a business. So yeah. uh, if I'm not mistaken, we started it in 2021. It was after COVID mm. after kind of like everything settled down. So that became a thing. Um, and then, uh, another, and then, uh, I am a, what you can call a amateur bodybuilder. Uh, I have been bodybuilding for the past three, four years now. Um, I've only competed in two like NPC shows, which is like the, you know, the regional shows only two. So, uh, it took interest to me when I was in college, you know, I came from a, athletic background i was always playing i was always traveling uh for baseball i was a baseball player um Mm. and i have two younger brothers and we're a very much athletic driven family Mm -hmm. you know so we're always traveling um you know had aspirations to go to you know college play baseball you know i was um that was always the goal you know and then had this you know this dream to be a professional baseball player right Mm. so obviously that wasn't the route. Mm-hmm. Um, I had met, I had sat down with my wife the other day, and we had meant, uh, had talked to her about this because I was like freaking out about being on the podcast. Like, oh, where <laughs> they, they, they going to ask me? Where they going to ask me? <laughs> but um, yeah, so I think just just trying to talk about like you know my uh, past in high school and everything. Yeah. Uh, I think we were very mature at a young age. Me and both uh, girlfriend at the time. Yes. You know, and. Uh, I, we, I had to tell myself, you know, what is more important, you know, me going to play college baseball, having fun, having fun in college, you know, or is it more important to do something that is beneficial for our future family, you know, yeah. you know, my future children, you know, something like that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I had to think about it. And then realistically, I knew that probably baseball wasn't going to be a thing. And mm-hmm. I pursued nursing. Mm-hmm. And because I gave up baseball you know i still had that you know athletic drive competition i had i'm very competitive person you know yeah so um you know there are times when i was you know studying in nursing school and everything and i needed i needed something to take away you know the stress and everything so i needed to figure out what to do that's still you know competitive where i can compete you know how i can like show off my skills and everything like that Mm -hmm. so i looked started looking up you know, YouTube videos. I started watching YouTube influencers, you know, like the, like Christian Guzman, mm-hmm. um, Steve Cook at the time. Uh, but one of the guys that I really looked up to was uh, Jeremy Buendia. He was uh, Mr. Olympia multiple years in a row, but he had, he, I saw him and I was like, you know, I want to look like that. 
You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I, I want to look like that. And how, how do I get there? Yeah. So I started doing more research and everything. And that's when I kind of like dove, dive deep into, you know, figuring out what I need to get to where I want to be. So yeah. obviously hiring a coach, doing yeah. all the things. But realistically, I couldn't afford any of that. You know, yeah. we're yeah. school. Yeah. I mean, we all, we all know. You yeah. guys have known. You know, we all went to school. And it's I don't know how people do it. Some people do do it in college, but realistically, I, I, I was, you know, I wasn't financially stable in school and there yeah. was no way I could do it. Sure. Long story short, that's how pretty much I pursued the bodybuilding route. Um, so did you, you got the coach after you graduated from college and then you started diving in really hard? Or? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So after I graduated college, I told myself that, you know, it's smart to, you know, kind of get everything situated yeah. you know um and we'll go we'll, we'll talk about more about my like my challenges in, in sure, college yeah, like yeah, leading yeah. up and everything yeah um it was it was tough just to say yeah. um but i told myself you know i knew i was going to marry marry lexi my mm -hmm. wife and uh i needed to you know start getting more stable for us mm -hmm. so once i got that stability then i was i was i told myself okay i needed to pursue something that i'm passionate about but i have to be ready for it so that's whenever I was like, you know what, I'm good to go. Let's do some research. Let's hire a coach, and then let's let's roll with it. Mm -hmm. So I competed in 2020 during COVID, which was yep. crazy, like <laughs> cr crazy. Yeah, how'd you tell I us about that know. story? Because I, I remember you going through competing. the prep for like nine months, and you were like, dude, I I'm so dead right now. If I'm not mistaken, I think that prep and guys I, i'm sure a lot of people might be watching that uh that are, do do competition prep to also they probably think i'm crazy but i'm pretty sure my prep was a, a little over a year wow. total right well the thing was is that i never i didn't know what to expect you know it was my first year like going into a competition season so like you know i'm i'm listening to whatever my coach says right mm -hmm. um and i'm very like you tell me something i'll do it yeah you know so you know, when COVID happened, you know, I, I anticipated that, you know, I, well, I didn't know COVID would happen. None of us did. Right. Yeah. So I already had like a set plan. Like yeah. I'm going to start prep here and then I'm going to work my way up. And then my competition date is going to be here. Yeah. You know, that's kind of key to prep, right? For people that don't bodybuild. I mean, <laughs> you got to kind of have a destination because you have to plan how and where to take your body over that period yeah. of time. Right? Exactly. I mean, like exactly. Just doing it open ended is is uh, because it's too much stress on your body. Right. right. Like you have four percent body fat. for Yeah. Months you months you months. have to kind of uh, gauge your body and bring it down into that form uh, strategically. Right. And, yeah. it, and especially with like me just starting out, like my coach, you know, they, he had to like understand how my body would respond mm -hmm. to this prep, you yeah. know? And, you know, there's different phases. Like, you know, there, there's, there's a health phase and then, you know, some competition phase, like prep phase. And then there are times where, you know, we have to, you know, put on that appropriate amount of tissue and mm -hmm. to, to bulk. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I needed to like figure out when I should compete and then the, the right timing, you know, and I figured it out and, you know, COVID happened in February of 2020 mm -hmm. devastated. I was like, and then everything like changed. Like my, I felt like my entire life changed, you yeah. know, yeah. from a nursing perspective. And it was my second year as a, as a, you know, nurse. Mm -hmm. Wow. Never would have imagined yeah. that I would be dealing with a global pandemic yeah. as my second year as a nurse. Yeah, I didn't like, even think about that. You're doing this uh, because you're a full-time nurse, you know, right. just for everybody listening. This is uh, all 
while being having a full-time job as a nurse right and so everybody knows like during covid those uh the nurses and all of the medical professionals you know had a lot of stress on them so you're dealing with that at the yes. same time as trying to figure out how to prep for your first show right exactly wow that's pretty intense it, it was intense and i didn't know how i would do it because i knew i was going to be dealing with the stress of you know working the 12 hours especially at night mm-hmm. yeah. and then you know doing a prep where you have to eat five six meals a day mm-hmm. you know everything's timed you know everything yep. is like everything is nitpicked you yeah. know what i mean so whenever i went into it i was like thinking i don't know if this is going to be possible yeah knowing that you know this yeah. pandemic is an issue now i'm with you on that so i, I told myself you know you have to figure out whenever you want to accomplish things uh, in any aspect of life, you know, you got to have a reason and you have to have a goal. Yes. Right? And you have to figure out what you're doing it for. Yeah. For me personally, whenever I went into my first competition, I knew that I wanted to do it and I knew I was passionate about it and I'm not going to stop until I get to where I want to be. Mm-hmm. But at the moment I was thinking to myself, okay, who, why am I doing it and who am I doing it for? So for mm-hmm. me, it's like, mm-hmm. I'm doing it for my family. You know, I'm doing it for my friends and I'm realistically, I was doing it for my dad because my dad had unfortunately passed away in 2019. Oh man. So and we'll, we can talk about that more yeah, yeah, a little yeah. later in the podcast, sure, sure, but sure. we, uh, but that was the reason why. And it was yeah. like, it was, it was like meant to be. Yeah. It yeah. was like, I'm not going to, I'm, I'm going to step on the stage for him, my family, and I'm going to, I'm going to show them that I can do anything regardless of yeah. what I yeah. have to go through. Yeah. It was yeah. a better reason. It was even more right. of a and reason. And it was very, it was a very emotional season. I can yeah. just say mm-hmm. that just wow. with everything at the hospital and just being able to step on stage. Cause that year I ended up winning, I ended up taking overall, um, at wow. the local show in new Orleans. So, wow. Yeah. Awesome, man. So it was very so it, eye-opening. So it was worth it. It was a great experience. Just, I mean, yeah, it's uh, extremely challenging all the way through. Yeah. I want to talk a little bit more about that uh, that, that why, you know, because, you know, me personally, uh, I've had some changes in my life recently, and I'm trying to get back to my why and mm-hmm. uh, and figure out what I'm doing, what I'm doing for, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, um, you know, you said that you were doing that for your family, for your father, your late father that passed away. Mm-hmm. But everybody that I talk to in bodybuilding ordinarily is talking about like you have to do it for yourself. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of people say that. So where was that line? You know, in your journey, did you ever say, okay, a lot of this is for me, but because I'm doing it for me, it's for everyone else. Like, how did you think about that in your head when you were working out, when you were showing up for those shifts, when you were doing all of those activity, all that stress was all around you. Mm-hmm. Was it Tony P on stage or was it? the other people seeing you succeed in that and uh doing it for them what get more detail for that you know so when you say that uh when it's for yourself i i kind of see that perspective just because realistically you know bodybuilding is a very selfish sport that's yeah. right you know that's, what i mean that is yeah. so like you're when i say selfish is that you're you're really giving up time mm-hmm. um and you're give, you're sacrificing a lot yeah to, yes. for the sport because um you guys know that it, we have a certain diet plan, you know, yeah. you know, if you have a significant other, you know, if you have friends that want to go out, they want to go eat, have a good time. That's right. You know, it, it, sometimes you have to sacrifice it and say like, look guys, I can't because you know, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to reach a goal. And it's even harder now because it's South Louisiana, baby. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? We it's know what good food, food is. Good always food, feel for man. you, Tony, ah, when man. Mr. Daniel or Granny is cooking or something Dude. like 
yeah, I can't right. eat this today. I'm right. Like, yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah. So I know Tony. I, I, he never <laughs> mentioned he never mentioned it yet in the podcast. Yeah, but yeah. he me and Garrett are like family at this point. <laughs> yeah. He is Lexi's first cousin. Yes. So yeah. <laughs> so we're actually family. So yeah. since yeah. seventh grade, we've seen each other every Christmas, every yeah. Thanksgiving. I've been knowing stuff, Garrett so. since he was a little kid. So yeah. I feel old. He, he's still a little kid. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. But yeah, so the, so go to go back to yeah, yeah. to the whole, you know, sacrificing and being selfish and everything. So yeah, yeah. Um, I see where they're coming from for that. But for the thing with me and how I kind of go about life and just go about, you know, making content for myself, um, I don't, I do it for people. I, I, you know, I want people to realize that I'm trying to be an example that a a positive example for people. I want to be able to show them like, Hey, you can, you can be a full-time worker and you can, but still do the things you want to do regardless. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. It just takes a little extra hard work. Yeah. You know, you're going to be tired. You know, there will be sacrifices that you have to make along the way, but you have to really, really tell yourself that if you want this, if you want this in life, then you got to be able to trust the process, regardless of how hard it's going to be, fight the adversity and just, you know, just push through. Yeah. Do you look at yourself right now as somebody who has came across the other side of a lot of those adversities and has arrived at a point that you were seeking mm-hmm. uh, in the earlier days? Or or do you feel as though you're still in the grind and you're not even close to where you want to be? What's your mindset on that? I guess it can go both ways. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, there was a lot, a lot of challenges that I had to get to both you know relationship wise family wise um just just life in general Mm -hmm. you know leading up as a young like when i was you know doing college and everything um i i still think that i'm still grinding to be okay where Mm -hmm. i'm trying to be yeah you know because you know i always tell myself that i'm not doing enough yeah. You know what I'm saying? But like realistically, <laughs> but you're, you're, I mean, I'm sure it's the same for yes, you guys. Exactly. I'm sure it's well, like, it's just funny because that's such a common theme with everybody. And me and Garrett on our solo early podcast <laughs> days talked a lot about that because people who, I don't know, man, we talk about whether it's a mental health thing, like it, where is it healthy and unhealthy <laughs> to believe that you are doing what you can and you're right. doing something worthwhile, but at the same time, balancing that to your future self mm-hmm. and uh, and and the the goals and achievements that mm-hmm. you want to achieve, mm-hmm. like, do you have to feel like I'm not doing enough? Beat yourself up about it, or right. where's that balance? You know, try, trying to fi- trying to find that balance is one of the things we talk a lot about. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like you have two people in your head, and one of them is yeah. telling you you're you know a piece of shit. It's yeah, not what you yeah. should be doing. You're not doing enough. Another one is like, right. okay, I look what I've done in the past. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm doing good. I'm on the track. Mm-hmm. Like it's like choosing in which person you want you need to be yeah almost yeah but nonetheless uh, everybody that we have in these chairs you know we're trying to pick people like you tony um who have that same thing inside maybe they're not beating themselves up about it i beat myself to death no i mean like sometimes still thinking that you're not you can do more you can always do more no matter what you're doing you know but you got to be able to like put pressure on yourself though yeah you know what i'm saying like you have to have pressure because that's what's going to make you a better person. You know, that's yeah. what's going to motivate you to, you know, be better, you know, mm-hmm. but to go back with, to what you were saying, I think a lot of people deal with, you know, the questioning of, am I doing enough because of social media? 
Yeah. You know, (laughs) I think social media now in, you know, this, you know, era that we're in generation that we're in is that we're always like looking we see all these motivational things and we see a lot of successful people, Mm -hmm. you know, and because or, or of that perceived success you know, perceived the, the, success you the know, highlight reel of them that's right? the thing it's yeah. like s- social media can be good and bad it mm-hmm. could be real or fake you know that's right yeah so sometimes you just have to kind of just take it as it is but also focus on yourself you know yeah. what will make you successful as a person yeah you can see everybody on social media and it could like very well make you motivated mm-hmm. but it's you have to like motivation is up and down yeah right but it's the discipline that you want to keep consistent yeah, that's that, the that's, thing that's yeah, part of the yeah. reason why i like the videos you make tony is because like when you, i see you in the gym like whenever you're not videoing you're like man you, not to say that you're dragging around but i can tell you're tired yeah you're worn out yeah and whenever you get on the videos it's the same thing like you're showing who you actually are you're mm-hmm. not trying to hype yourself up and become yeah. this character it's who you are that's right. why i think the videos do so well Right. And why I like them personally, mm-hmm. too. That's an interesting perspective because, you know, everybody you have, I don't know, maybe a couple hundred thousand followers on TikTok. I mm-hmm. mean, this is a substantial following people watching your videos. Right. Um, but b- barely any of them have ever seen you in person. Right. Right. They, they, right. they don't know you. But Garrett, like like you said, uh, yeah. has known Tony P for a long for time. For a long time. So, We're family. So We're this family. is very good. This is very good to document, you know, yeah. firsthand account of like exactly who you are all on and off camera. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's really good. Yeah. yeah. I try to, you know, I try to be a, as authentic as I can, you know, yeah. because like realistically, if you guys never knew me, you know, and you guys only see him on camera and you meet me for the first time. Look, I, I want to be the same guy mm-hmm. that's on camera and in person. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Same personality, humor, whatever, right? Yeah. The thing is, is that, you know, I'm not saying that, you know, quote unquote, this f- social media fame, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I may have, you know, a, a few hundred thousand followers on, on TikTok, whatever. But realistically, you know, that was, you know, that was a, a high point of me posting social media content, you know, last year. Yeah. Everything, all of this happened last year. Right. Yeah. Very short amount of time. Yeah, it's right? crazy. Freaked out whenever yeah. it happened, right? I was <laughs> yeah. just like so shocked. Me and my wife were like, what's happening? Yeah. You know, what's actually happening? Yeah. So. I'm sure you still think that sometimes. I do still think that sometimes. Now, nowadays, it's been a little slow. Mm-hmm. You know, when it comes to like the reach and everything, but that could be due to consistency for yeah. for from my end, right? Um, but the thing is, is that there are times where I feel <laughs> where it feels like I almost feel like an imposter, like I feel like yeah. that imposter syndrome. Yeah, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you have like this big following, and you have to be able to, to live up to that to that image. You know, yeah. that yeah. you have to be able to produce yeah, to keep that community. You yeah. know, yeah, 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 So yeah. the past couple months, that's how I've been kind of you know feeling. I've been kind of been not as consistent as I want to be. Yeah. But I I want to be able to like still post content that sh- still shows my authentic side where how I feel right now, like yeah, emotionally, yeah. you know, physically, and uh, hopefully, you know, it would get to a point where I can, you know, start posting a little bit more consistently. Um, yeah. What do you think has changed from like, have you gotten more busy with nursing or with, you know, raw, for example, what's, what's changing for you in these past few months? Um, I think, I think work does put a lot of stress on me. Yeah. You know, nursing is not uh, you know, it, it's a very stressful job, um, especially me uh, with me working in the intensive care unit. Um, 
It's stressful. Have I mean, seen, have you seen a lot of people pass away? I have. Okay. I have. Realistically, yes. Wow. Yeah. yeah that, that, I mean, anybody who has a job that sees that, like, you know, maybe on a monthly basis, maybe a weekly basis, whatever it is, mm-hmm. that's wild, you know, because that's because you can't help but to think no. about those people. You no, know? it's and, it's tough, man. It's it's tough because, you know, you really put a lot of your effort and, you know, realistically trying to save this patient's life. That's your job. You know, and it it takes a very huge mental toll yeah, no on doubt. me for sure. No doubt. You know, man. especially if I'm doing it like multiple days in a row, you know. Yeah. And for me to, you know, flip a switch when I'm off yeah. and be Tony again yeah. outside of work. You know yeah. what I mean? And then, you know, train. Yeah, you show a, up. You, you, you just get done with that on a 12-hour shift and then you – got to get your egg whites and, and right uh, right and, and then switch off in right and go get your work dude that's that's tough man exactly a lot of these people a lot of these people out here who are bodybuilding like especially the ones that are have already been successful you know they straight up don't deal with any of that mm-hmm. they sleep when they want mm-hmm. you know they exercise when they yeah. want they have all their food paid for you know these people that are uh, highly successful right uh, usually like like sebum yeah like sebum <laughs> so tony's on his way there tony why don't you talk about raw a little bit and how you got hooked up with them well yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah sure so Good segue into that yeah absolutely so um it's a wild story uh yeah isn't that crazy like, it's tell, a, tell them tell them what you have like you were you were going uh you were just doing your thing yeah right? so like, basically to go back on like how how everything kind of started last year right yeah, yeah. so i'll just start from the very beginning so so in february of 2022 i was like you know what let's just uh let's just i have all this camera equipment you know yeah my wife was like you gonna do anything with any of this like i know we're doing the <laughs> weddings but like you're gonna do anything outside of it so i was like i mean yeah i guess so <laughs> there was one day where i just kind of like just thought about it for a second but um you know how like you have the nfl mic'd up videos mm-hmm. yeah, yeah yeah so i was like dang i really like the emotion of these players like just behind the scenes like mm-hmm. i wonder how it's gonna i wonder how it would be if i mic'd myself up in the gym mm-hmm. you know uh i was scrolling through tiktok and i saw a couple of these influencers that did it mm-hmm. and i was like man maybe maybe i can do it yeah yeah yeah. but in my head i'm thinking like maybe i can be a full-time nurse and be a bodybuilder that does mic'd up content yeah and i feel like that's what's going to be my niche yeah yeah, you know what i mean like you don't really hear that too often right Mm -hmm. so i did it i trained legs one day and it was miserable yeah yeah (laughs) and i you know obviously i was like you know cutting jokes and everything but I remember I was editing the video, didn't tell my wife about it. And then uh, I had showed her the next morning I was done with it. And she said, this is actually kind of funny. Did you post it? And I was like, yeah, I posted it. Posted it last night. And, and she was like, oh, well, how's it doing? And I was like, it has 14,000 views on it. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, 14,000 views is a lot. Seems you know, like it, yeah. at the time, you know, yeah, it's like I sure. didn't realize how well that was a lot for me yeah. at the time, you yeah. know. And I think when we started that I had. I think maybe 3,000 followers on TikTok. I think mm-hmm. that's how it started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then as time went on, you know, we went, we, we started posting either every day or every other day, mm-hmm. you know, right? I was gaining like 30,000 followers a week. Yeah. It just kept going and going. And that leg day till this day has, I think, almost 2 million views. Wow. <laughs> and like there were, and like I would try to just push it push it, mm-hmm. push it, push it. And I was pushing very hard, you know, mm-hmm. 
um, because I wanted to I wanted to na- make a name for myself. You know, yeah. I had I've been working to produce content and be this content creator that actually was seen, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and it's been since I was in college, since I was filming. So I knew how to work the camera. I knew like the angles, the settings, the, how to make stuff cinematic. But it just took a little bit of time to actually finally, you know, get noticed. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. So um, long story short, they I, I'm, I'm being super consistent, have a big following on uh, social media, almost almost 200,000 followers um, started making YouTube videos, started doing vlogs of me being in prep. Um, and everything started to, the, all the platforms st- started to like transition to each other, TikTok to Instagram right. to YouTube, started to build a little bit of following, right? And that same month in February, Raw Nutrition, okay, if you guys that are watching, so Get Raw Nutrition is a supplement company that uh, is owned by Seabum, Chris Bumstead, you know, five-time Mr. Olympia. And uh, he is one of the co-owners. There's two other owners of it, right? Um, I knew in my head how I wanted my future to be, and I wanted it to be with this supplement brand because the way everything, how everything was planned out. You know, you have the best bodybuilder in the world with the supplement company. I stand by what their, um, like the, what their um, motto is, they're from the ground up, you know? I, like everything that I talk about is literally from where I started to where I am now, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it all it's all because of hard work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so in February, they were uh, they they introduced that they were doing a um, ambassador program. Okay, so I think they started in January, so I was about a month late to join. Okay, <laughs> so I ended up joining in February, and I pushed. I pushed hard. I wasn't trying to be this walking ad. Yeah, I was just trying to show people in my videos that you know I, this is the pre workout that I take. You know, this is the, you know, the intro workout that I take, creatine that I take, whatever, right? It's just, they're showcasing the- Organic with the focus on their products. Correct, yes. And um, it, and I remember um, Seabum and the Raw team at the time, they had, uh, they did an event at Alpha Land, uh Mm -hmm. big event, right? So I was like, I I was talking to my wife and I was like, you know what, this is the, this is the, this is a big opportunity. Like, I gotta go. I have to go. And I wasn't going to go. I wasn't going to go at all. I was just, just going to like just work that week and just, you know, rest. But I was like, you know what? I'm taking the drive over there. We're going to go. So that's when I had met some of the Raw team. I met Chris for the first time. And that was the day I announced that I was an ambassador for Raw. Mm. Blew up. <laughs> Blew up. And then month after month after month, I, I you know, I grinded it out put content out and i've noticed and you know the team noticed that i was being very organic very authentic you know with all the content so um fast forward a little bit of time uh dan the athlete manager at the time he me and him kept close close relation right and he basically told me that that you know we're doing the athlete search okay and all the all the ambassadors that are on the team right now are going to be, you know, in the athlete search. So, I'm here, nervous, because that was the ultimate goal, yeah. you know, to be on the team as an ambassador, and to become an athlete for the brand. And I found out, I want to say in April. Uh, what was it? April, 
think April. Uh, yeah. I don't remember what the time. I'm losing track of time. <laughs> Anyways, but I found out that I was going to be the next raw athlete. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got an email about it and everything freaked out, you know, <laughs> scre- I was like screaming, like, I was just excited. You know, yeah. I'm not, I'm not this big, big time influencer. Right. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't call myself an influencer. I, I really truly just call myself just a content creator that wants to, you know, put out a positive message, yeah. you know? And when I got the email, I was like, Oh my God. And I was one of two guys that wow. got selected. Wow. Everyone else was females. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was 10, 10 new athletes. And we uh, we had the opportunity to fly out to Orlando. And they hosted us. They did a whole entire podcast, everything. And they introduced all the 10 new athletes. And uh, it was funny because uh, I, they told me that I needed to say a speech <laughs> in, in front of this entire crowd that I was just, like, nervous about. Yeah. You know, I thought they would forget about it. You know, but then Chris Bumstead comes up to me and he's like, you still going to say your speech, Tony? I'm like, uh, I mean, if you're telling me I got to say the speech and I guess I got to say the speech. Well, yeah. Five time Mr. Olympia says speech. Uh, Dude. So, it, speech. and don't get me wrong. Look, man. He, and Chris, as a person, man, he is so humble. Like yeah. he is down to earth. Like he is, yeah, yeah, yeah. he is how he is on camera. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like he. I don't when I meet him when I met him for the first time yeah I was a little bit nervous yeah. you know but this every other time I've talked to him dude it's like having a regular conversation with him yeah, yeah, yeah. like and I try not to I'm getting to a point now where you know if there is like a successful influencer or you know a successful person that has a big following and you know this guy you're like oh yeah like like that's the guy I got inspiration from that's the guy who like motivated me to do this I try to be just normal well, yeah, them. yeah. You know, I, I I try not to be awkward. You know, just have a normal conversation because at the end of the day, he's just a normal person. Yeah. That's right. We're all normal people. That's right. That's dude. how they want to be treated. They don't want to be treated as some like you know God. Just you're Ex- looking up at him. On exactly. Your like, exactly. Yeah, we talk we, that. we talk about that all the time. Like uh, 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 putting people on a pedestal. You know. Right. I mean, yeah. He's an achieved athlete. He's obviously uh, at the apex of what he does. You right. Know, like undeniable but at the same time he is just a human being and we're all flying around on this rock in our in the in the solar system and we're all just human beings you know right uh that's that's the attitude you got to take and and you're right like those guys don't you know those starstruck kind of people like you're not setting the best impression with those people if you're if you're doing that if you if you uh if you niche down into a fan you know what i'm saying not that (laughs) right they're not uh i was a fan at first but then now you can be a fan yeah i was a fan at first but i guess you could say he's my boss yeah yeah. (laughs) you know what i mean yeah yeah but yeah so it's good to be a fan of your boss exactly exactly (laughs) but yeah so just to kind of continue so Pretty much, I think they were inspired by my story because I, I became this ambassador that turned into a athlete for the brand. Mm-hmm. Now, um, I am extremely like honored to be a part of the team just because to be around a lot of these individuals. You know, this past year, I just went to the Mr. Olympia, and yeah, yeah. that was just one hell of an experience. Really cool, huh? That was amazing. Mm-hmm. And they kind of just showed, like, how elite these athletes are and like how much it gave me so much motivation to 
start pushing out more yeah. you know mm-hmm. like how i was saying i was being inconsistent with everything right now just because i've been focusing more on training like shifting priorities spending time with like family you know everything like that right. um but it kind of sparked a little motivation to me to you know do more things like come on this podcast kind of like mm-hmm. show show more yeah, of me yeah, yeah. you know what i mean because i, I want it you know i mm-hmm. want it so bad yeah to, to, to be able to be like this you know this name in the industry mm-hmm. um but you know, if it happens, it happens. You know, yeah. I feel like I'm on this, you know, this, this the right page. Yeah. yeah but yeah. Uh, uh, I just want to keep continuing it. But um, yeah, just with the being a part of Raw, man, it's just been such a blessing. I'm still like obviously new to the brand. Um, I know that I'm just the smaller athlete that mm-hmm. wants to kind of make his way up. Um, and I just want to show him like I'm here to stay. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like I'm, I'm, I'm gonna compete uh, for the next couple of years. And just kind of just grow my personal brand, grow my relationship with them, and just you know, just hopefully long. I, I stay. I can stay long term. Yeah. So, absolutely, man. So they yeah. have how many athletes right now? I think they have like seventy. Okay. I think yeah. 70, 75 athletes. And you were one of the first. That first group of ten. That was. So I was one. So I was one of the ten like newer athletes that they okay. brought on. I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. So and. Most of the athletes that are currently on the brand are pro bodybuilders, mm. whether it be for the male or female side. Right. They're both like either pro bodybuilders. So that's where it kind of like, you know, there are times where, you know, do you guys know Vaughn Walker? He's one of the, I don't, I he's don't. one of like the athletes. He owns like Vaughn Treats and he's like pretty much this, you know, the second face of Raw or one okay. of the faces of Raw, like behind Seabum, right? So, um, me and him have talked a lot and I tell him all the time, it's like, look, man, I try, I, I'm, I'm pushing really hard to, you know, be, you know, up there like you, cause right. he's, he's got a big following of six figure numbers. Right. Um, I'm not trying to compare myself to him at all, but he, he inspires me because he also did, you know, the TikTok route. Mm-hmm. He posted TikTok videos and then he blew up like significantly, mm-hmm. you know, raw took him in. He's an athlete for Raw. He becomes a pro bodybuilder at a young age. He's only, I think, 24, wow. 24, 25 years old. And uh, now he, Raw has invested in him to start his own um, company. It's, yeah. a, it's called Vaughn Treats. Yeah. It's a rice, it's protein rice crispy treats. <laughs> nice. So that it's amazing delicious. to see his journey because like, I feel like I can relate to him yeah. so much. So that's why me and him talk um, a lot about it. But that's why I'm trying to go back to uh, me being like the smaller athlete. I feel like that imposter syndrome coming in. Like yeah. they, I felt like there were times where I felt like, okay, do I, do I really belong in, with, with this group? And uh, I've had many conversations with a lot of people that they were like, bro, yeah, you, you belong, you, 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 belong to you, you work hard. You, you, this is, this is like, this is what you love. This is what you're passionate about. Like you deserve to be there. So mm-hmm. that's why I'm trying to, you know, stay humble, be positive about everything and just be, you know, just be thankful and grateful in the moment, about, yeah. like be able to have achieved all of this till right. now. So, and thankfully, uh, it was a couple of days ago. I just received that. I am re-signing a new contract with them. Awesome. Awesome, so man. Um, Congratulations. So I'm, I'm staying with them right now. Do you ever feel imposter syndrome when you go to your shifts as a nurse? 
because you live this different life. You know, it's like no, barely any of the other nurses around there are creating content. I'm assuming, <laughs> right, right? Right. Maybe right. they do nationwide. You know, there's some of I, I've seen some nurses. You know, doing TikTok dances and stuff like that. But yeah, that's but, not, uh, I, I would never do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's actually a part of the show. You know, you uh, we get you up and we get you to dance for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, no, but uh, but so you're you're very you know it's a different life that you're living outside of those shifts. You know, so right. I mean, it, at some point. And I feel as though maybe uh, uh, you might go to work and be like, whoa, like I'm not a real nurse. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I'm really an influencer. It's, it's funny. <laughs> you because, know what I'm saying? You know, Have you I, ever I felt feel, that feeling? I do. And it's not it's not like on a <laughs> daily basis that I feel yeah, that. Yeah, but yeah. like, you know, I go in after, you know, a weekend of travel. Yeah. yeah. For instance, you know, yeah, like, yeah. I, like I said, I went to the Mr. Olympia that mm-hmm. next day I flew in. I had to go back to work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For yeah. I think like four nights in a row. Mm-hmm. And. You know, the first night's always the hardest, they say. You yeah. know, to try to re with the with the sleep and staying up, it's just really bad, especially with me f- flying. You know, yeah. Yeah. that was the tough week. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I remember that first, like, for example, that first day, it's just like I question. It's like, man, like, what am I doing? Yeah. You know, it's like, uh, do I do too much? Like well, this, it's like it's like it's. I don't want to say it's an imposter syndrome when it comes to that. Um, it's just more of like, okay, now back to reality. Yeah. You know, now, yeah. Now, this is now focus on your purpose. You know, my purpose was always to help people, you know, care for people, treat people, you know, um, and just nursing was always, it will always be, you know, the priority, you know, mm-hmm. I sacrificed years of my life to get to that point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when I sit down I kind of like chill, like this is where you need to be. This is your reality right now. So, yeah. That's interesting because I, I feel I feel that a lot. You know, I do a lot of different things. I'm an attorney. I'm a contractor. Yeah. I'm a, uh, you know, I'm a husband, you know, um, and I'm just generally speaking, you know, a business owner. And I start these things up and I put pressure into them. And I've had the biggest imposter syndrome with being an attorney and being a contractor because mm-hmm. I'm, I've been, you know, relatively successful, I guess, at both a little bit, you know, but I basically just grinded it out and tried to find my place in both of those worlds. And, uh, and I still, to this day, uh, don't even know what to call myself. Jace from the other podcast, he came up to me at the gym the other day and I, he was like, yeah, I was, I was talking to you about somebody else. And, uh, and he was like, uh, they asked me what you did, and I didn't really know what to tell them. You know, what do you do? You know, and I was like, uh, well, I'm a contractor and I'm and an attorney. And in my heart, like, I was like, I felt like dejected. I felt really mm-hmm. negative about that mm-hmm. because I just, it's like he's asking me that question, and uh, and I didn't even know how to answer it. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. it was really, it was really hard for me, and. Uh, because I, I do all these things and I try to try to put pressure and I try to work very hard, but I don't, I don't even know what to call myself sometimes. And Mm -hmm. I have those feelings all the time. That's why I asked you that question, because if I'm in your position, uh, I probably would be going through the same thing. Mm -hmm. Like, what am I, do I need to be, I I, I feel like I attach my identity to what I do a lot, Mm -hmm. you know, and your identity is the Tony P not the social media, (laughs) Tony P, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Yeah. Not the nurse, Tony P. Uh, uh, not the videographer, not the business owner, the husband, you're, you're your own thing. You're all of those things. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I tell myself that all the time, but it, it doesn't land sometimes, you know what I mean? And it's just, it's a struggle. Uh, so 
I figured you might have that experience too. Yeah, no, I, I completely understand what you're coming from, man. It's just it's tough though, but like you got, I think it's just really when I with nursing, it's like I sacrificed a lot of time, yeah, no a lot doubt. of money, no and everything doubt. like that. Four, so when I, I'm proud to say that I'm a nurse, yeah, you know what I mean. That As you that, should be. That, that, that that's that's my foundation. Yeah, you know there what I mean. Go. You know what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is that nursing gave me the motivation to say, you know, this is going to be a successful career in the future. This is when I, this is what's this is what's going to give you stability. This is what's going to give you, um, you know, be able to provide for your family in the future, stuff like that. So things like that is what like makes me realize, okay, I'm 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 good. Like this is. I'm happy that like to say that I'm a nurse. I'm working now. Like I'm back from a big trip. All right, back to yeah. where I first. Like back to my priority. You yeah. know what I mean? So. Yeah. Really interesting. So Tony, when you were in college, were you also doing the videography like as a business, just not like a yeah, formal? When did, when did you start that? When did you get your first camera? So I know? bought my first camera. Um, for those who are, who are tech savvy, I bought a Sony um, A6300. Okay. Sounds uh, cool. Yeah, so, dude, Sony's <laughs> awesome. Sony's awesome for all those hey, for all those, three, for all those Canon people. <laughs> we got four, we got four Sonys in here. We're all Sony. No, yeah, yeah. no, yeah. So I bought my first camera. I want to say I bought it back in 2017. That was when I started, like I said, watching a bunch of YouTube videos and everything. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh yeah, dude, I'm gonna vlog. I'm gonna vlog in college. Nah, that didn't really, never really happen. <laughs> but I did, I did film a lot of, you know, travel videos with okay. Lexi. Yeah. You know, so yeah, that's, that's when cool. I, so I started doing that and that's what kind of like sparked my interest in editing and like mm-hmm. learning the software and, you know, lear- learning about the different lens and how to shoot. Um, so because of that, that's when, you know, my colleagues in nursing school, were, they caught on, they saw the travel videos and they were like, man, you could film our wedding. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, you're right. Yeah. So it, it all started off with me making YouTube videos, and then we started filming for family. Tony, do you remember that video you did with Uncle Shannon? Yeah. And he was in the boat explaining his boat. I see that video pop up on my feed probably once a month. Dude, dude they got a lot of views <laughs> on it, too. That's a lot of views on it. <laughs> but, yeah, that was that was a whole production. That was like I had like a drone. That was and cool. It's drone cool everything. and Yeah. But so, that was Bo, he's a real yeah. Cajun man, and oh uh, yeah, yeah, he built this P road, like yeah, tricked yeah. it out. Yeah, tricked out P road. Yes, and uh, Tony was like, he interviewed him and stuff, and like they had videos <laughs> of him going on, on the uh, river, and uh, he's <laughs> like, yeah, no, it's got a motor on the back. Oh, tell you oh okay. if you want to watch it, but I mean, it's tricked yeah, out. Go check P-Row. it out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it's a real deal. Yeah, it is real That's deal. Funny, it did like man. a whole look like a scene out of Rambo. Yeah. <laughs> you know it's like we were we went to uh we got the boat in the water and then i was i had like a drone and everything flew it over Fuck. him uh-huh. yeah everything yeah. very made it like really cinematic yeah, yeah he's got the tank top on exactly like <laughs> oh yeah that was <laughs> that was a fun. good that was good though but yeah that was um that was one of the projects i did but then i didn't start off with weddings like right away okay i did more i actually did more like you know family projects and then people that want like uh in real estate too mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i did a couple of real estate videos um noticed that it probably wasn't going to be my like ultimate passion mm-hmm. yeah to do that um i think realistically when it comes to camera uh like like just you know film in general i think 
I'm more catered to like cinematic look, a very film like look, and like I want to be able to like a story tell. cool, interesting videos. Yes, rather and than that's just that, like, that's kind of like here's these cabinets. <laughs> Check out these nicely painted. Hey, nothing against, but nothing against like real estate videography because no, it's some beautiful. Of oh yeah, beautiful because new houses are right. Nice. Of I mean, course, they are beautiful. Yeah, and then they that's it for all the videographers that do that, dude. I'm sure they're making like crazy amount of money but like yeah. that is amazing like I, I, yeah. I, I just it's not for me right right um so i ended up you know stopped doing that and that's when we kind of pitched that like hey maybe we should start doing weddings and then the wedding business right now is like crazy yeah yeah like um, like people i feel like people that you know don't have like a direction you know and like for their careers dude you could you could go on youtube university mm-hmm Look up a couple of videos, buy your first camera. Yeah, you can become a photographer, videographer, man, and just you know start from there. I, yep. t- I talked to another guy the other day who who uh, who you know essentially launched his business that's now an enormous business, and he launched it by targeting people who are getting married, you know, yeah, uh, dude. and offering them products yeah. because because uh, people are spending unreasonable oh, amounts of money, guys. I also saw on Instagram, I saw a uh, post that, uh, you know, it's true if it was one of those Canva posts, you know, that says study reveals at the beginning, study reveals people that spend more money or an exorbitant amount of money on engagement rings are more likely to get divorced. So don't forget that. Okay. You don't have, yeah. So, and I saw it on Instagram, so we know it's true. (laughs) Wow. Like I said, uh, but like you got to think about that because I instantly, instantly sent it to my wife and, and, yeah, and yeah. use that as validation as to why I didn't spend a lot of money on our engagement. No, or yeah. Something, no, you know? I'm, I'm in the same boat as right, you. Like, like Lexi, I mean, realistically, that's a funny, <laughs> our, <laughs> our engagement is like an awesome story too. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, she, she verbally told me like, it's like, Hey, I don't, I don't want a diamond, you know, yeah, I want, I want a Morganite. You know, it's oh, a, it's nice. a, it's like almost like a, a, a pinkish stone. Uh-huh. Very beautiful. Jackpot. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> like she, that she had the specifics and then you know, nice. I was like, all right, I'm gonna look for it. I'm gonna look for it. Yeah. And like, I mean, realistically, dude, I, I mean, me and Lexi got, we, we, we got married early, mm-hmm. you know, at an early age. I was 24. She was 23. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. early. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, babe. Sorry. <laughs> um, but, uh, we, we got engaged back in 2018. Yeah. You know, so I was, you know, still in college, you know, yeah, like yeah. realistically, like I'm not trying to spend, you know, 10, right. 10 15, yeah. $20,000 yeah. on an engagement For ring. sure, dude. I mean, I'm just I mean, trying to be insane. realistic. Yeah. You, you know, you can't spend it if you don't have <laughs> that's it. That's what I'm saying. If you don't have it in your spending. And what that, you think I was going to, you think I was going to take out a loan for a, <laughs> yeah. a wow. <laughs> but yeah. But no, look, I love my wife. I would, I would get it's, anything for her. You yeah, know, of course. If, I could, if I could, if I, if I was, if I was stable, yeah, yeah. Then yeah, yeah. how I am now? It's different. It made me so. Yeah. You don't want to crutch your financial oh, yeah. future uh, just for like a th- one day event. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Trust me, there are many days after that that you need to be yeah. thinking about. Exactly. You know exactly. I'm exactly. But look, we're very blessed. You know, like because I didn't do that, I could say like we have a beautiful home. You yeah. Know? yeah. We have two beautiful dogs. Like we have yeah, everything yeah, yeah. that we would yeah. dreamed of. There was more important things than just a ring on. That's it. So exactly. But always, I, however, always however, is. just to yeah. back myself up, I did tell her. That I will buy her another ring 
you know, yeah. in a couple of years, you <laughs> yeah, know, yeah. I told her that I told her that was going to be a goal for me. You know, that's going to yeah. be, you're, you're going to get another ring. Don't worry too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cause I want another one too. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be careful. I've learned being married and my wife's going to watch this and maybe she doesn't like what I'm going to say. Oh, oh be careful. Be, be careful. You got to be careful as to what you uh, promise in this. Cause the, cause the gifts just keep getting bigger and better, you <laughs> know, especially as you make money. Dude. So like, you okay. Keep on top yeah. Of if you, bl- if you blow your water early, dude, you're in trouble. Dude. Okay, if you get like uh, some expensive gift, <laughs> they expect it every time. Yeah, you know, dude. I mean, this is a realistic <laughs> thing, so you you got to taper it. It's right. a, it's a, it's a it's a it's a it's an art. Yeah, if no. You and Grace have the conversation every year for Christmas and birthday. We all, we ask each other, okay, how much are we spending on each other? That's right. Yeah, yeah. And we're like, okay, this amount. All right, we're good to go. Yeah, don't go over this. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That's what we do. That's what's worked for no, us. No, I feel you guys. Yeah. Look, man, uh, it's it's so funny because we just celebrated uh, on December third. We just celebrated our thirteen um, year like mm. anniversary well, since, got since we since we started dating. Yeah, that's awesome. Man. So Congrats. can so going back on to when you're saying, imagine if you'd have blew the, your water. Oh, I'm saying like get the gifts right, right. <laughs> yeah. So you have to think about it. thirteen years of gifts. Can you Dude, imagine thousands? Dude, can you, I just want to put it in perspective, like 13 years of gifts, holiday gifts, birthday yeah. gifts, oh. Valentine's Day gifts. Oh, don't forget Valentine's Dude, Day. Dude, I, <laughs> I probably gave it gave it all. Like, I I have given flowers, et cetera. Oh, you yeah, know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, like, yeah, everything. Sure. Yeah. And um, it's funny because you realize your age. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I started dating her when I was 14 years old. Wow, I'm man. T- yeah, I'm That's 20. So wild. I'm 27 now. So, That's so, so you, but like that was like lover boy, yeah, like yeah. era, like mm-hmm. oh, I got to do everything and anything to keep this girl. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I, I, like I, I think she's gonna be the one. Right, you know right, what I mean. Right, so, right. spoiled her. Like I still spoil her, you know. Yeah, but like you have to. The gifts are a little to, bit to different clear. now, though. You yeah, know what I mean, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Like, they like <laughs> they're investments sometimes. Dude, like they are, they are. But recently, I like we I had posted on social media, but uh. I had told him like, look, it may not be like the, you know, the flashiest gift, like a diamond or anything like that. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? So we, uh, she ended up surprising me with a, uh, a ninja creamy. Oh, nice. <laughs> and, uh, and then I got her, a a Roomba. Nice. Because nice. like we, she always, she's like the cleaning queen. Oh yeah. I mean like. Man, that's awesome. Dude, I mean like you see our house, super clean. I see it on the videos. It definitely looks Bro, like, like, so I was like, you know what? Sick. I was like, you know what? Let's, what's, what's going to actually like help us both mm-hmm. and like just make sure that like she's happy with yeah that's you know called I mean? adulting dude. and you're getting excited <laughs> about brooms electronic like, dude, brooms. like electronic freaking vacuum dude and welcome like to adulthood and man. then like a, a ninja creamy a blender so yeah, like it's yeah, so, yeah. it's so it's I don't, I don't know man it's it's been awesome but it's so you kind of put in perspective mm-hmm. you know that you know it's just the little things that count mm-hmm. especially at the you know at our age you know and i think people need to kind of realize that man yeah yeah yeah, I've started with my wife. Uh, I'm so, I've slowly been training her that financial stability and financial freedom is really the sexy flex. You know what I'm saying? It's, yeah, dude. It's not those gifts, and yeah. it, that's true. I say that in a funny no, way. No, I mean but it, it really is. is. You know, and you gotta you gotta think about those things. You know, yeah. Obviously, yeah. Um, let's see. What what are we gonna segue into? I wanted to. Uh, um, Tony, how about college? You got something? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The nursing program. I know it. You will. Every time I, I'm at the, because like you know you have the engineers and the nurses yeah. like that's the majority of the people that sit at the library till eleven o'clock, mm-hmm. one o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. Every time I go, they're there. Yeah. Mm. How was that for you? 
damn. <laughs> Dude, you're like making me have like flashback or something PTSD. like that. I didn't want to say that, but <laughs> yeah. but yeah. Dude, it's like um look, the nursing I'm like very blessed to say that I have a nursing degree from UL. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh for you guys that don't know, um UL their nursing program is like very good, but very challenging. Yes. Um so it's a four it's a four year program, but I ended up doing it in four and a half years, uh, mm-hmm. just because I wanted to. I didn't want to take so many hours during a semester, yeah. and I kind of pushed myself back. So four and a half years is when I finished. Um, it was difficult because I had to structure how I needed to study because yeah. in high school I did fairly well yeah. you know i i didn't really have to study as much mm-hmm. you know i got good grades very strong in my sciences and uh i remember this is so funny i tell this story all the time <laughs> but i remember whenever uh i had my first biology i think it was like biology 123 or something like that mm. uh first semester mm. all right and uh i go in there thinking oh dude pff. yeah High, high school 2.0 yeah no problem <laughs> i'm about to pass this with flying colors right yeah Dude. i thought that too 54 f first yeah. test the first the test. test you drop that son of a gun 54 f yeah bombed it yeah yeah hello Dude, i cried yeah dude <laughs> cried first semester of nursing school and you're yeah. gonna get a 54 f yeah dude i remember telling lexi and she was like are you gonna be a nurse <laughs> are you smart enough are you like what are you gonna do like like literally dude <laughs> dude i did the same thing i i y'all y'all take so many biology yeah biology chemi- you know yeah, whatever yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and i i was a kinesiology major mm-hmm. my first semester because i was like uh i played football in college for a couple years you know oh, really i, I played uh, at mcneese in lake charles oh, okay. so i started at mcneese I played, cowboy played, Played football there for a couple of years, and then I transferred to LSU. But uh, but at McNeese, I was like, I'm an athlete. You know, I had dreams of going pro. Yeah. Didn't hit that. Right. But uh, but I was a kinesiology major, and I took that first class, and uh, I took that first test. I don't remember what I got, but I dropped that hot, quicker than <laughs> I've ever. I'm like, I'm out, dude. No biology. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. I'll try this next semester. <laughs> And, uh, and went back in, I dropped kinesiology. I was like, this is not for me. And I switched to uh, finance, you know, which I graduate, ultimately graduated in. But uh, I tried biology again, dropped it again, dude. No, <laughs> I was out on biology. I don't know why my brain with the dude. biology, I just could it just wasn't me, Couldn't man. Couldn't do it, dude. No, and I, I mean, I'm a reasonably... A capable guy mentally but that that was I mean, too tough i huh? ace other stuff like i was like you i go through a uh, high school with relative ease and uh but that biology man i don't know how y'all do that yeah. chemistry i was good chemistry because was fine, it's yeah. more math i'm a yeah. very math guy right right mm-hmm. but that biology that's i had the same experience dude you know? so <laughs> after that test i uh you know, Lexi told me, I was like, oh, what are you going to do? I mean, <laughs> what are we going to do? <laughs> but uh, I remember it's like, okay, like a flip of a switch, dude. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, it's grind time. Yeah, yeah. I ain't doing nothing. Yeah, yeah. Nothing but books, mm-hmm. reading, studying, yeah. eating, barely yeah. eating. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. So I'm in the library. You know, UL has these, you know, first floor, second floor, third mm-hmm, floor, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Third floor, you can't say nothing. Yeah, know? yeah. No, I'm talking That's where quiet. That's serious kids stay. I'm talking like you drop a penny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can hear that thing, right? People tell you to be quiet. So I was like, yeah, seriously, no, <laughs> people will tell you to be quiet. Like, if you, you start talking, no, if you start talking, they're like, oh, yeah. shh. 
Yeah, there's yeah they sh- you, no they literally <laughs> immediately you know drop that penny ding uh, sh- uh, <laughs> just where did that uh, sh- come from? <laughs> Damn, like, dude, it was a penny. Like you could literally be peeing in the bathroom and, and yeah, like, sh- sh- <laughs> like, <laughs> sh- <laughs> yeah, that's how quiet. Yeah, it was. they're serious. No, so um, <laughs> so yeah, I would be on the third floor days in days mm-hmm. out, long nights because like the <laughs> library would close at like. I don't eleven eleven o'clock, right? Yeah. So I would literally stay there till ten fifty nine. Yeah, like I would stay there until I couldn't go no more. Yeah, and it was worse during finals week because finals week it was open twenty four yeah. twenty four hours. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would literally bring a pillow, blanket, toothbrush, toothpaste, yeah, hair gel, and go like the whole the whole thing. This is a level I've never experienced, bro. Here. Bro, it was it was bad. Nick. I remember like I would sleep in the library. <laughs> next, next thing you know, you wake up to study. Somebody makes a noise. Shh, you sh them, dude. dude <laughs> You've become the sh dude guy. It's crazy. And that, <laughs> That's that, crazy. Dude. That was that was like fine. That was fine. That was like fine. How finals weeks were like yeah, me just sleeping in the library just just mm. night after night mm, mm. me and my buddy we uh nick Fontenot. yeah yeah <laughs> he uh dude i remember we we, we record videos at the time we were like snapchat each other like every single time like i was yeah. up falling asleep like all you see is just like our head just like <laughs> yeah. fading away mm-hmm. and everything like that um yeah, but yeah that's how that's how it was uh in the library and everything for with nursing school but uh nursing it, it was it was it was a very it was a good experience. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a really good experience. I learned a lot. Um, if you asked me today if I would go back to UL for nursing, probably not. Yeah. yeah. Just because it put a lot of stress on me mentally, you know, mm-hmm. physically. You know, I wasn't yeah. really taking care too much about my health. Mm-hmm. Um, I tried to work out as much as I can. I think I was just really making excuses for myself. But yeah, you know that now, don't you? Yes. And I think I think the pro- I, I think if I would have had more of a routine and I managed time better. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it, I would have done college a lot better. Yeah. You know what I mean? If I would, if I would, I was on like a, a like a regular diet, um, a strict um, workout plan. Whenever I was in college, I think I think my mental health would have been a lot better because yeah. I think mentally I, I struggled a good yeah. bit. Yeah, well, I mean, when you when you have all this stuff, you feel like you need to do like to offer your mental energy towards cooking food or right. going to the gym. It's like, man, I can't do this right now. I this is what I need to be doing. Right. And that's what it feels like in the moment. But, you know, Bo's going through this a lot. Like whenever you're in the gym, whenever you have a routine, you feel so much better throughout the day and you get so much more done right. than just grinding all the time. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. counterproductive. Yeah. Yeah. And that just just like for everyone that's watching, especially if you have like a if y'all, y'all are young or in college and you guys feel like you're struggling, just take time for yourself. I'm not saying you have to go to the gym, but do something that you're passionate about, mm-hmm. like yeah. because like do something that posh about that you're passionate about so you can like kind of just eliminate the factors of being stressed all the time and you feel like you're just not doing enough you like you're gonna fail yeah do all do, you need to be able to like to take it away i think what happened is that i, I, I was like in a ball of just stress and mm-hmm. and i just that's that was my life yeah for the for four years you know what i mean don't get me wrong i was able to do things like fun outside but i kind of eliminated the factors that would distract me and or would affect my grades yeah. you know what i mean because i was always yeah. like you need a high gpa you need a high gpa right. because in nursing school you had to have you know a certain gpa to get into clinicals mm-hmm. you know and thankfully you know i worked my butt off you know and i was able to if i'm not mistaken i think i got into clinicals with like a three six three seven 
So, and I think the cutoff was like, like a two eight, two oh, and yeah. nine. So you were perfectly fine. So I was fine, but I yeah. wanted to keep it high because I knew from just hearing from older students that it was going to be challenging. Yeah. You know, and I went and each semester your GPA just starts. Yeah, just dropping, dropping, dropping mm -hmm. because of the test. And uh, I'm gonna say it now. I, I almost failed nursing school. I yeah. remember that. I was, and it's funny <clears throat> because like when I tell people the semester that I almost failed in, they're like, "Are you serious? Mm -hmm. Really?" Mm -hmm. The semester I almost failed in was maternity and peds. So like dealing with babies, um, labor and delivery, mother baby, and then pediatrics. You know, mm -hmm. fun fact: I I wanted to be a, a, a pediatric. Uh, nurse mm -hmm. I wanted to be I wanted to be in a, a pediatric ICU but mentally I didn't think I was going to be ready for that just be at uh, the start off you yeah. know so that's why I started off with adults and you know we're, we're here now you know yeah. five years working with adults and um yeah so I I I remember very vividly that I needed to pass this test and it was the I think it was the I think it was the last test before the finals mm -hmm. Right, and uh, I needed a, uh, I needed a eighty four, to pass the test to pass the semester. Wow, you know, and I because I knew I was gonna I knew I was gonna pass the finals for I, mentally I knew I was like if I can get through this one I'm gonna pass the finals because finals mm -hmm. they for for some reason they seem a little bit easier. <laughs> yeah. um, but that third test I remember but I was struggling last one to leave the class. That's mm -hmm. the worst. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the worst. Yeah, I'm in an eighty four. Oh my god! Yeah, dude. And I thought I bombed it. Yeah, bro, I cried. I remember I was in. I remember I was at Lexi's house, <laughs> and I was uh, I was screaming, screaming to the top of my lungs. I was like, I passed. Yeah. <laughs> like I called her everything. I was like, I passed. We're good. We're good, dude. It was it was so it was like like this those little things that just stressed me out. And yeah, I'm not yeah. a good test taker too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Either. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'll I will literally like read the the question over and over again mm -hmm. and then like question myself like, oh wait, yep. is it A or B? Yeah, uh, I yeah, don't I, I yeah. don't know. Then like I would literally be the last one to leave. If I'm not the last, I'm like second to last. Yeah. Yeah. I had I had a similar experience. Well, I guess it was similar, but uh in law school one time, I think I told you this one time, uh one of my teachers, uh, his name's Mike Rubin. This guy's uh he was a security devices teacher, which mm -hmm. is basically mortgages and things that uh, you're taking security collateral out on and documents are expressing that, you know, like just like your mortgage on your house. But anyway, I took that final and uh, that class was hard, man. Very, very hard. And uh, and I thought that I was good. I was like a financial guy, you know, mortgages, this and that. Like I was like, I'm going to be OK. And uh, this guy was just a mental gymnast, just extremely smart, you know, uh, and uh, and I got one of the lowest grades in the class on the final in law mm -hmm. school. There's not like midterms. Mm -hmm. There's just a final. Oh, wow. There's just one exam, you know, wow. uh, uh, from what I remember, maybe sometimes there's a midterm and a final, you know, but mm -hmm. the max too. Right, there's right. no mm -hmm. quizzes or anything. Mm -hmm. there ain't nothing like that. But uh Anyway, I did terrible on that exam. Like, I'm talking about, like, uh, lowest in the class kind of stuff or close. This dude just railed me on this exam. And it's all written exams. There's no multiple choice or anything. You just write it all down. Right, right. Anyway, I was like, I call, I uh, contacted him. And I'm like, what the hell, dude? Like, it, <laughs> I'm not an idiot. Like, yeah. what are you doing here? Like, why did I get this? He's like, come to my office downtown and, uh, and we'll go over it, you know. And I went down to his office. Very nice law firm. These these guys are lawyers and they're uh, yeah their uh, teachers mm -hmm. and uh 
and I went into this nice conference room. I'm talking about marble everywhere. This dude is successful. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And he's like, let's go over this, you know? And he went line by line in my exam that I wrote out. And he, uh, he told me everything that was wrong with it. He was like, he read the, he read everything that I wrote. He's like, this misspelled, this misspelled, this misspelled, this misspelled. Mm-hmm. And he was pointing out every single thing line by line of how I just messed up this exam. And he, he counted off for misspelling words. And yep. in the software in law school, you write everything and there's no spell check. So mm-hmm. I, I, it just highlighted how, you know, bad I was at that apparently. <laughs> And I just felt terrible. He's like, yeah, look, I'll let you come sit in the class next semester. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I think that there's a chance that you, you know, you can pass the bar one day, mm-hmm. you know, I'm like, what pass the bar, dude, I'm go. going to pass the bar. What are you talking about? Like <laughs> <laughs> I go to law school, I'm, you know, uh, a smart too, but like he made me, and I don't think he was trying to, I think he was trying to motivate me, but he just derailed me, man. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it was, uh. It was traumatic. I still remember exactly how I felt in that because about two sentences in I, of him reading my exam, I realized what was going down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he was just gonna just railroad me, and uh, and he did it in a and he did it in a respectful, I guess, way. He wasn't you know rude or or an asshole about it or something like that. But right. uh, it's hard to take it a different way when you're just oh, getting dude. put uh, down. After like, after the first paragraph, I'm like, no, no, dude, that's enough. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I, I, I suck. You know, like, uh, but he went all the way through yeah. and he made me sit there. Well, and that's do a it. sign that he was trying to help. Well, I think he did because when I went to take the bar exam, um, I studied and, and my friends that I went to law school with can attest to how I studied for that exam because I studied for exams in law school for sure. Uh, and I studied well, m- more than a lot of my friends, you know, mm-hmm. and that's where I learned to really, really study. Mm-hmm. But, um, but when that bar exam came around, I remember like uh, every Saturday leading up to it, cause you study for about two to three months solid just for mm-hmm. the bar exam right after you, uh, right after you graduate law school. Mm-hmm. And, uh, every Saturday I would plan on skipping sleep. You know, mm-hmm. I would every Saturday I would mm-hmm. pull an all nighter because mm-hmm. I did not want to leave anything on the table. And I just turned my apartment at that time into just a study zone. Like people yeah. would come over. I had to have tables set up with books everywhere and like, don't talk to me, like uh, get out of here. You know, like they would come by like maybe for a break or something and then leave. And it, it just uh, I was just determined to because I knew that if that guy thought that it's possible it's possible that I pass. Yeah. I was like, Oh my God, I'm in trouble. You know, yeah. like, and it, I didn't want the social pressure of, uh, of failing the bar. It's kind of a thing, you know, like oh, yeah, everybody yeah. knows who passes the bar, who doesn't yeah. all this kind of stuff. And, uh, and man, it was just, uh, it was tough. It was tough. Was tough. That's yeah. how nursing was. Like that's everyone, I, that's everyone knew that. Yeah. Everyone knew who passed and failed. Yeah. Realistically. Really? Yeah. Well, how did they do? Did you just find out? So you know, everybody if, talks I, if about I remember, it. if I remember, they would always post the grades with like your af- name after, no, not after your, what your, your number, what your number, yeah. what your number is. But, but everybody finds out. Uh, yeah. Every, yeah. Everyone like, like leaks it like, oh, yeah, dude, yeah. you know, yeah, I heard someone, someone like failed the class. Yeah. 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 But that was the thing with nursing school though, is because uh, if I remember, I think when we start when I first started in my first semester, we had like mm, two fifty three hundred students in the degree yeah. of nursing, yeah. in the nursing degree. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the, my graduating class was sixty eight. Yeah. Wow, wow, that's crazy, man. It's the same thing with engineering. Dude. We started out with like, dude, probably three hundred or so. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't be surprised if we're at like thirty now. That's crazy, dude. Like it's cool. ama- it's amazing how they weed out 
mm-hmm. you know like if you can't pass your biologies like because biology once you pat once you finish the first one bi- biology for, what was it it was uh 220 225 yeah. i think ap, AP? dude yep. bro that changed that, that would have definitely decimated me that changed if your, I that changed your perspective bro <laughs> so that, no. that class was like uh probably 100 students probably 150 students deep yeah 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 yeah. and dude bro like and i did well and then i did and then the next one was biology 318 i ended up getting a better grade in that class but it was the same concept yeah so a and p tony when the like you know they have the teacher and everything this amount of students we had coming from a and p and needing tutoring Mm -hmm. like we probably have you know 60 or so students yeah 10 of them were just a and p it's that bad dude it was it's, it's bad it, over there. Oh, the yeah. professor is not any good. Not any good. No. Yeah, yeah. Alciator is not there anymore. Who's that? Alciator. Yeah, Doctor Alciator. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, guys, that was. Um, he he was saying that it was how people like know like who failed it, and like people knew like and that was that was like the biggest thing for me is like I didn't want to be a failure. I know. You yeah. know. And I think that's everybody that's in college. You know, you're yeah. you know, you're putting a lot of time and effort, you know, a lot of money because right. tuition nowadays is like ridiculous. Yeah, it's stupid. Five thousand dollars. Five thousand dollars, dude. At the like I think U L right now is like fifty five hundred. Yep. If I'm not mistaken. And that's crazy. You know And that's lo- by the way, guys, that's low. That's you know, Oh yeah. Compare, that, oh yeah, yeah compare that to like Yeah, yeah. Oh, you well, compare that against bigger you compare schools. Compare to other schools. Oh I mean, yeah, that are five yeah. times that. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I, I know. Probably, people are probably thinking like fifty five hundred, bro. Yeah, yeah. Those but people no, in, no, that yeah. doesn't count books. Yeah, no. Your housing, right? Yeah. All that other stuff. Like yeah. with the scholarships that I have, and I'm not paying for college, thankfully right now because of the scholarships. But right, my statement that I get is thirty thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's ridiculous, man. The colleges have got out of hand. If you're a part of a college or making those decisions, dude, what's up? You know what I mean? Like, what is going yeah. on here? Because yeah. there's a shift going on right now, mm-hmm. for sure. I mean, people, we're not the only guys recognizing this. I mean, you know, for certain things, you have to be educated for nursing, for engineering, yep. for mm-hmm. being an attorney, a mm-hmm. doctor, mm-hmm. Uh, CPA, mm-hmm. uh, accountants, things like this. You need that, but for a lot of other things, you just don't need college. You no. know what I mean? You don't. You don't. You don't need to go through that schooling. And I think that there's 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 a there's a powder keg going on. I think like of of people realizing that and people realizing that there's so many other ways to make money besides going through that system because there's there's no there's no excuse for the uh the uh amount of money it takes to go to college to exceed inflation at the degree that it has i don't know what i forget i I saw it a while back but it's like it's insane no i I I mean it's crazy no i agree Uh, with you it's just because you know, to follow up with what you were just saying, it's just I see so many people like ask me is like, is it worth going to nursing school? Is it worth it? Yeah. yeah you know, yeah, I was yeah. like, of course, I'm going to say it's worth it. Yeah. You know, like it depends on like what your values are. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like my goal was to get a degree and be the first one in my family to get a degree. Yeah. yeah like yeah. that was my goal. Sure. You know, now do I have moments where I think that if I would have changed my route and try to you know, incorporate what's being used in today's mm-hmm. generation. Yeah. Then, yeah. I mean, who knows? You know, yeah, who right. knows what have happened? Yeah. But like, because, yeah, me and my wife talk about it all the time. Is like, how can we make more passive income? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Like, do we do we start another business? How do how do, how does this business you know succeed? 
marketing, you know, yeah, yeah. and like marketing right now, if you market something on social media, you're good at it. You, you know how to use the camera, you know how to like actually like storytell and all the things you can make a business very successful, yeah. you know? Yeah, but I mean, I, t- I was talking to my wife yesterday. I was like, uh, we were talking about marketing her business. She owns a counseling business, mm-hmm. you know? And I was like, we've got to figure out a way to uh, get people's attention, yeah. right? Like, and that, that was the point of us starting the podcast to begin with. Mm-hmm. We wanted to go through a personal journeys and we wanted to figure out how better to get people's attention, not because we're selfish and we need that spotlight, but you know, uh, it just helps our businesses yeah. and you, you can't compete without it. Uh, right. yeah. at the end of the day, everybody's got to make money yeah. and this is, you know, this is going to help us get there sure. along with, and it's a personal journey. Yeah, it's exactly. a journey, you know, mm-hmm. but at the same time and, uh, and all these other influencers are, are talking about it too. It's becoming harder and harder to get people's attention yeah. because, yeah. like now, me, like I own a construction business. Uh, like to get people's attention, I'm not just competing with other contractors. I'm competing with you. Mm-hmm. You're on TikTok, and everybody's yeah. watching your videos, and they're not watching anything that I'm doing. You right. know? Mm-hmm. Like you're competing with every single person that is a content creator out there who has a podcast, who has a following, yep. who has products, who yeah. has services, who has interesting, exactly. funny dumb videos half the time yeah like people's attention spans are immediate they will get they will get off and they will find something that they really want Mm -hmm. or or they perceive they think they want Mm -hmm. you know to be entertained so you're competing with everybody literally everybody so so it's like it's becoming uh more and more challenging Mm -hmm. and as these platforms change you know just like tiktok you know when they uh, uh first launched and it was becoming big you know you could post a video and get a lot of attention quicker, apparently. Yeah. I wasn't in the game at that point, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but it's different now. Yeah. You know? And you're kind of, you, you, you said you said even with yours, you know, you see kind of a, a, a steady, not as much of a uh, exponential growth in your following. Uh, and it might be, be because of that. You might not, you may attribute it to your consistency or your mm-hmm. quality or your videos mm-hmm. or this or that. But mm-hmm. the platform itself may be changing and yeah. we can't control the, mm-hmm. you know, how they work and all of these things. Yeah, you, know? you can't, so. man. It's very, it's very like, and don't get me wrong. Like there are days where I would like literally just sit on TikTok and see like what, what, yeah. what do they want? Yeah, you know, yeah, What's yeah. the algorithm? You know, that's not <clears> real. Sure. I've noticed that there's a lot of, you know, TikTok just came out with like TikTok shop. And TikTok shop oh, yeah. is blowing up. TikTok like, shop, what is that? So basically, it's just it's let's like say your store, or like a, like a let's sh- say if I'm Shopify trying to store promote, yeah. So but basically, if I'm trying to promote something, <clears throat> if I want to promote this camera, yeah, right, yeah, they they can they have that tick they have it on the TikTok shop, yeah, but for a reduced price. Okay. But if I promote it without actually promoting it, like if it's in my my uh, my video for some reason, and I like put the link. Yeah. Onto it that's linked to the TikTok shop, I'll get commission. Yeah. It's affiliate marketing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. That's what it is. And I've noticed that TikTok is pushing it a lot more. Because affiliate marketing right now is if you are very successful, you can make a crap ton of money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you gotta, yeah, you gotta have a lot of eyeballs. But you gotta have a lot of eyeballs and organized full time. Dude. Basically. Yeah. You know huge. I mean? Huge. And yeah. like uh, to, like to like go on that it's i i i follow one of these uh these influencers on tiktok she's got like five million plus followers yeah yeah, a million plus followers on youtube you know a million plus on instagram so she's got a huge following that's a big following she was a nurse she was an icu nurse really yeah from the from the very beginning what did she do she had she she started having kids and she would showcase how it is to be a, a, a mother and how mm-hmm. to like care uh, for her, her newborn and everything. And she documented that. 
Like yeah. she documented her waking up like early in the morning, you know, but now she's like, she's so successful. Her engagement is ridiculous. Like mm. every single mm. video is like over a million views. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. is out. It's crazy. Like, yeah, and yeah, like yeah, she, yeah. you can tell, like you, she's, you can tell that she's making some money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like just the way her house looks and things like that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, I mean, you mean like social media? Yes. Like it, you can't believe a lot of the things sometimes, you yeah. know, you don't yeah. know if it's real or not, but you, you can kind of catch on to a lot of things. It's like, there's she, clues. she makes a lot of some money. There's clues. And yeah. then like she's, uh, I think she does like, uh, like Amazon storefront. Mm-hmm. So affiliate marketing also. Mm-hmm. So the, uh, Amazon's paying her a bunch of money, but that's, yeah. it's crazy what you can do now and make a significant amount of money. Yeah, yeah You don't yeah. need a degree. You don't need a college degree. Oh, you need no, an no. audience and that's it. Literally, you can yeah. grow a following, show who you are as a person, like how we've been talking about this entire podcast. Yeah. People f- catch on and be like, oh, I want to wear what Garrett's wearing. I, yeah. want, I want to buy the same watch that uh, <laughs> Bo's wearing. You know what I'm saying? Like This is a Tiso PRX, yeah. <laughs> just so everyone sees this. Look, it's a, a Gerald Genta uh, 1970s design uh, integrated bracelet, stainless brush steel. Tiso, I'm expecting a check. Wow. Yeah, link, it, link, link in, in the, the description. <laughs> How does it look? Link in, link in bio. Uh, uh yeah, it's so interesting. I, I was telling Garrett uh, before we, uh, before you got here uh, mm-hmm. today, Tony, uh, about like me because you know we started this podcast and um, and we didn't know what we were going to do about it. And we're still trying to figure out like what our niche is, you know, and what how exactly we're going to niche down into something that's relatable to a specific audience. And we haven't really figured that out. And I'll I'll document that today. Like I yeah. I don't know exactly, you know, I'm trying to figure out what I'm super passionate about so I can talk about it more. The podcast is one thing, but personal branding is different and, Mm -hmm. and, uh, we're still trying to figure that out. Um, and, uh, and me personally, I talked to, um, one of my wife's uncles and he was telling me essentially, um, he's been watching everything that we're doing and he's like, uh, you know, he said a lot of things, right? Like we had a long discussion about it, but one thing is like that, you know, me personally, I need to get more vulnerable and explain exactly what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, because you know, without being vulnerable and putting yourself out there and really showing people who you really are, what your real thoughts are, things like that. People, people aren't going to relate to you as much, you Mm -hmm. know, Mm -hmm. and I'm no, I'm no authority on the subject of business necessarily. I don't look at myself like that. I, 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 for one of the reasons I haven't talked about business as much is because I don't think I'm successful enough. Yeah. You feel like you're not educated maybe enough enough for it. Well, I'm educated for damn sure. But, but you know, I don't think that I have the pedigree or the, uh, or the uh, track record to be a Mm -hmm. supreme authority on what you should do with your business. Right. Right. You know, personal finance, things like that. I'm I'm more comfortable with things like that. Uh, but but talking about my business is is challenging for me because my business is tough. Like mm-hmm. I've I've went up and down and sideways, and I still feel like I haven't figured it out. Uh, but um, I think really that's going to come with time, man. I mean, like yeah, I mean, it's really for just sure. time. I think yeah. I think once you you know continue to keep doing. Um, all of this, I think it, it's going to be one day where you just like figure it all out. Yeah. 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 I, 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 I don't think you should stress about it at all. I know, I know it's stressful. Yeah. Oh yeah. But all of it's, you know, provide yeah. some level of stress for sure. But even if um, you haven't, you know, succeeded hugely in your head, yes, you are very unique in what you do. Well, thank you, Garrett. You're an attorney that. 
and a contractor. There's not many yes. of those out there. There's not, man. And <laughs> I and I yeah. am both of those things. Yeah. And uh, uh, you know, you don't have to have the, you know, maybe your uh, proof can come from your uniqueness, not necessarily the proven huge success that you haven't attained yeah. yet. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. You know, it's just hard uh, to put that out there. Yeah. Because for a long time, for a long time in my life, at least, I was uh, trying to make sure to put a specific persona, uh, ideal out about who I was, you know, mm-hmm. and I cared a lot about what people think about me. And to be honest with you, I still do to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. I'm growing all the time and I've been growing through this, I think, ever since I got out of school, you know. I feel like I was a little bit late to mature um, in that respect, but uh, but I've always been very self-aware. But I was also very aware of the perception of me. You know, mm-hmm. I'm I'm very uh, I'm very uh, intrinsic uh, as to how I uh, I know how to make myself appear to be a specific way. I know how to set the right impression in different uh, landscapes. You know, I'm I'm very good at that. So I was able to s- skate through and and write my own story on that that kind of stuff. But um, but now I'm trying to get more raw, like like your brand <laughs> over there. I'm trying to get more raw, and I'm trying to just uh, trying to get more raw and trying to get better. Yeah, 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 yeah. Trying to get better, yeah, and I'm no. trying to get quality goods. I mean, I'm trying to get everything out here. But but for real, I'm I'm yeah. you know, it's just a, it's a journey to kind of turn that part of about you that wants everyone to think you're successful mm-hmm. and you're good at what you do mm-hmm. and you're an achiever mm-hmm. and you leave nothing on the table. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are the things that I want people to at least know about me or yeah, I want to embody those things. Mm-hmm. So I strive to be them. But yeah. in today's day and age, it feels like, you know, when you're watching those highlight reels on Instagram, on TikTok, things like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I watch that stuff sometimes and I'm like, I'm a piece of shit. I'm just like, (laughs) what do I have going on? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, how am I even drawing breath right now? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, get away from me, breath. It's not worth it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's it makes me feel like that sometimes because because it is those highlight reels. Yes. And I'm insecure about those things. You know, it's just uh, it's a crazy world uh, with those things. You got to be very careful. We talked about it many times. Yeah. You just got to you have to keep a strong head. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. got to keep. Yeah. Yeah. You really have to keep a strong head because you have to realize that, like, you have to be grateful in the moment of what you have what you have accomplished. Yeah. You know, a lot of these people look so successful, like we talked about, but it's like, I mean, I feel like we're in this room. I think we're all pretty successful. I would say, I would would say say so. I'll be proud of that. I'll be proud of that. You know what I mean? Like, and like when it comes to like, if you think it's like, you're trying to relay a message on your content, like your Mm -hmm. content is your content. Like it's important to you and it makes, if you think it's important, then at some point your audience that does follow you is going to, make it important to them also yeah yeah. you know what i mean so i mean i would like it, it all it will all come with time there's always yeah. a purpose behind everything so I, I wouldn't even stress about it man yeah yeah it's great advice and yeah. we're, we're coming up on one what, and a half what, hours oh dang man yeah Dude, we're rolling. Dude. Yeah, that, this is awesome, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah we, we usually, uh, I mean, I think the max was like maybe an hour 25 yeah. yeah. with Jace, but uh. But yeah, is there anything else we need to touch? I'm trying to. I'm going through the mental checklist of the things uh, that I wanted to ask you about, Tony. I mean, we we talked. We didn't talk about. Let's talk. I want to bring up one thing mm-hmm. that was probably the most challenging thing for you mm-hmm. to deal with in your journey. Oh yeah. I mean, we kind of we we touched all the bases of your journey, which is essentially 
growing up, you have two brothers. I have two younger brothers. Two yeah. younger brothers. You're the older brother. Mm-hmm. You're an athlete. You have dreams of becoming a, a professional athlete, just like I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, decided that wasn't either realistic or going to happen, mm-hmm. just like I did. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you set your sights on different things. You met your fiance, your your wife, mm-hmm. your now wife. Mm-hmm. Um, you uh, went into nursing school, which was very challenging. You identified that you needed a, another physical outlet uh, to go through. I'm just right. I'm going. Yeah, he's all doing. He's killing it. He's killing it. Yeah, you uh, you um, uh, identified bodybuilding as a physical out, uh, outlet for you to be able to achieve and mm-hmm. push yourself physically just like you did in sports, and mm-hmm. you needed that. Mm-hmm. You found a, a passion in that. Mm-hmm. Didn't manage your time well early in college, you know, but you learned through that. You learned how to really study and overcome those things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then eventually your father passed away yep. in 2019. Yep. Okay. And then the next year you went on to for an extremely challenging prep over a year of dealing with those sacrifices to get where you want to go and you found some success in that mm-hmm. and then eventually you know with all of your your hobbies and businesses and and shooting things with your cameras you identified you know content creation as a as a as a, another outlet hobby mm-hmm. and business for yourself ultimately mm-hmm. getting signed with raw yeah where in all that story was the hardest what was the hardest thing man dude I- I have like you got some, a dark day in there. Yeah, you know, dude, I have a many dark days. What was that dark to be honest day? with you? Well, so. yeah, and you bodybuild. Dude. Yeah, <laughs> I, well, but even limited... even before the bodybuilding lifestyle okay. came about, it's like uh, I'm gonna try to keep myself together here because keep it together. It's all right. Okay. You don't but, have to um, either. So it started very early on with all, a lot of the struggles. You know, we have to put it in perspective. It's like, and I try to do it now. I think what's helped me a lot with it though is like from with being a nurse, I've realized to, you know, not judge people, you know, like, you know, take it as it is, as if everyone's the same, you yeah. know, we are, me and you are the same, you know, you don't know what this person's been through. You don't know what this person's been through, regardless yeah. of their personalities, whatever. Right. Um, because with me is like yes i can i can show myself in front of a camera and and it it might seem like oh maybe tony's never been through anything you know what i mean but that's wrong yeah you know what i mean um we all we all face adversity somehow some way we we face many challenges regardless if you don't then you're you know you you're lucky you're living safe too maybe you know you're not putting yourself out there and right exposing yourself exactly so um but it all really everything started whenever I, I was, uh, you know, going into college. Okay. Um, my wife, Lexi, uh, her dad was really sick. Okay. He had, um, he was going into kidney failure. Okay. Okay. And, uh, we, you know, we were dealing with that when I wasn't like starting off college, she was still in high school. Okay. Mm-hmm. She was a year younger than me. So I, that I had to support her through all of that. Okay. It was very difficult. It was a lot because, you know, my family couldn't afford college. So I had the stresses of that also. Okay. So I was dealing with that. And, um, her dad ended up passing away in 2018. Okay. Due to kidney failure. And, um, that was a very difficult time for us because it, it, but it showed us that we, we were there for each other. You know what I mean? And uh, my dad ended up passing away the next year. Yeah. Um, he was a, he, you know, he was an alcoholic, um, and it was, you know, it, it was, it was bad. I figured it was, I knew it was coming, um, and yeah, 
I try not to talk about it too much because yeah. it's I, I hate it. But um, those two things kind of came up a lot, and then before all that happened um, in 2016, you guys remember the flood in 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, so you guys, for you guys that don't know in 2016 in, in Louisiana, we had like this horrible, thousand year flood. horrible yeah. flood. Like, um, I was starting my first semester of clinicals in nursing school and, um, I was happy, you know, in the first semester of clinicals, you get, you know, you're all happy nursing student. I made it, you know, yeah. I got my white coat. You know, we had like white, you know, the white coat ceremony, white coat ceremony. We were all nurses were all white. I was so excited. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, the flood happened, and then I uh, I ended up losing my house, mm-hmm. my family house, and then I lost my car. Yeah. So that right there, like, shook my entire world. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm already stressed with school. I lose my car. I lose my house. You know, I, Lexi's dad's sick at the time, you know, so it's a lot to kind of yeah. grasp. So yeah. me and my wife have, like, we're literally, like, best friends. You know what I mean? Like we are there, we were there for each other. Like I knew that I wouldn't be able to do a lot of the things that I've accomplished without her. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And vice versa. Um, and then we had to figure out what to do at that moment, you know? So Lexi let me use her car for years, yeah. like for probably two, three years, if I'm not mistaken, just commuting back and forth to school. We went to the same college. Mm -hmm. So we were going back and forth. You know, if I needed to study, she would come pick me up. You know, we've been through it. It was Mm -hmm. tough. It was so tough. And then, um, man, I have like, like a, a lot to tell. Um, and me knowing that Lexi's dad was going to end up, you know, he was going to pass away soon, you know? Um, in 2018, um, before he passed, I, I was planning on proposing to my wife. You know, we planned out this big two-week road trip to California, and uh, I had spoken with him. You know, so it's crazy. It's like a full circle moment. But um, Lexi's dad was admitted to the hospital that I work at. Yeah. Okay. So, and this is before me even knowing where I wanted to work, or like where. You know what I mean? So I come to, I get to the hospital because, um, I knew like his, you know, he only had like a few more days, you know, a couple more weeks left. And I ended up uh, asking for his blessing in the hospital. And then he was like, yeah, dude, of course I already knew you're in the family. Right. And, uh, you know, proposed to her in California. And then weeks later he ends up passing away, you know, or a couple months later. So, um, that happened, you know, nursing school happened. And then my dad ended up passing away and then COVID happened. So it's a lot, man, to be honest with you. I feel like I've kind of like passed like the emotional state of it because whenever all that stuff happened, I was super emotional. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm emotional now, but like I don't try to show it as much because I think I've gotten to a point where, you know, I've, I've you know, passed all of that it's in the past. I'm trying to like focus on my future yeah. now, but I know that, that I had that in my past and like, I don't want to go back to that place. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And the only way I'm not going to be able to go back to that place is if I keep pushing myself, mm-hmm. work harder, work harder, not only for myself now, but for my family, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And that's the kind of where my foundation is yeah. right now. And like, that's kind of like what my purpose is at this point. Like everything is going to be family driven. You know, um, I hope to have children someday, you know, and uh, I want to give them everything 
possible. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, my ultimate goal, you know, I don't is to give back to my mom mm-hmm. for sure. Um, I always tell myself that one day I, I want to like take care of her, do all the things for her regard. Mm-hmm. Like I, I selfishly, I want to say like, I want to be to the point where I can financially give her whatever she needs. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think any son would want that for her, his mom, you yeah. know what I mean? But especially with me being the oldest child, you know, like, like that is like always been a goal for me. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, feel like I'm ranting right now, but no, like, no that's good. But I yeah, think. but um, yeah, I just want people to know that, regardless of you know what you're going through, you know in life, if you feel like you're struggling in any aspect, like financially, relationships, or anything like that, know that you're not the only person. Mm. You know mm. what I mean? Everyone has a story and a story to tell. Mm-hmm. It's just some people may not tell that story because they, they keep it balled in and, you know, they, they there's no reason to tell it. Mm-hmm. But I've noticed that people want to hear your story. Yes. Yeah. People, people want to hear the personality, the struggles, the yeah. challenges that you go through because they're going through the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they want to they wanna hear that because they may, like you said, like and in, in people might not seem real on social media, but, like, if you tell people that those things they build a relationship with you mm-hmm. yeah you know what i mean and then they want to they want to talk to you and everything i've had so many people reach out to me when i when you know the numbers were good a couple, like a few months ago and they they realized that i was a nursing student at one point and now i was a nurse i've had so many people that were in the profession that have told me that i've basically like saved their life yeah what I mean, like they have, they've had young teenagers, and like kids that are trying to pursue something in their career, and it's not working outright with like their family or relationships. And it got to a point where they told me that they were on the verge of like killing themselves. Yeah. And I hate to say that, but like it, it made me realize that the power of a voice. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. And you like being able to tell people your like what you've been through to get them out of what they're in right now. Yeah, you know what I mean. And um, it 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 was very emotional. I would I would have like paragraphs like, man, you like you saved my life. Like I I, I consider taking my life. But watching your videos, it yeah. like it, it pushed me. And now I'm pursuing like a degree in nursing. Like it's it's so amazing to see yeah. that. And it yeah. kind of just puts in perspective, like you know. I I may think that my content's not good enough or like I'm not doing enough, but realistically I'm doing a lot more than I think Yeah, for oh, not only myself, but oh, for yeah, the people man. that are watching. Yeah, you save yeah. one person and all the money you spent on the camera equipment, all the time you spent editing the videos that it means nothing at that point. Right. What meant something is that person saying you saved my life. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And I think the, th- the th- I think what just motivates me is that like, being able to show all of this and seeing that all the struggles that I have been through, which I, I try not to talk about too much because like, you know, losing, losing a loved one early, early in age, you know, it kind of, you know, it sucks because, you know, I would love to have, you know, children to see like their grandfathers, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? So like from, from our perspective, it's just the stuff like that. I just don't like talking about. And, um, 
it's good to be able to express myself sometimes to people, especially because yeah. it helps. It helps yeah. me. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, well, yeah, it helps other people too. I mean, I know it's hard to talk about, but that's that's the stuff that we want to talk about because that's the stuff that, that makes such an impact on people. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and how we've been uh, kind of wrapping the show up you know, because mm-hmm. we're at that point pretty much. Mm-hmm. I think, I think we've uh, got, got a lot of good stuff. <laughs> like yeah. I talked too much. No, <laughs> no you no. didn't. You t- talked just enough, brother. Uh, no, but how we've been uh, wrapping up the show is, is telling the guests to look in the camera and talk, talk directly to that person who uh, like is thinking about uh, taking their life or going through the most challenging part of their life. And they don't have the tools necessary, the mental tools, anything like that to, to get over it. You're the only guest that I've seen thus far that answered that question before I asked yeah. it, <laughs> yeah. um, because you did, you know. Yeah, and yeah. I don't think we need to. I think what you just said, yeah. man, man, uh, wraps it up perfectly. I think that that's that's the exact type of stuff that we want to end on mm-hmm. because there is that 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 person out there that uh, that's going through uh, your 2018 and 19. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And uh, and that's the people that we want to help because yeah, you know, they're they're the people that really need it. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's um, the, the uh, yeah. I just if I can end on the note, it's just yeah, like yeah, go ahead. you guys heard that. I mean, I've I've been through some difficult times, but just know, like I said, you're not the only one, and yeah. you can definitely be successful outside of these dark times. Yeah, you know, you just have to give it some time. You know, put in you put in the time, put in the hard work, the discipline. Okay, and then I, I guarantee you, you, you everything's gonna be okay. Yeah, trust yourself. Trust in the process. And just, you know, stay humble. Yeah. There you go, man. Well, I appreciate it. All right. Thanks, Tony. Yeah, thank yeah, you no so problem, much, man. Tony. Yeah. It's really exciting to have you, man. I'm looking forward to collaborating with you and uh, <laughs> and seeing where you go. You know, it's going to be great it, to see man. your journey. Yeah, appreciate yeah. you being here today. Yep. Thanks, guys. Thank All you, right. man. Appreciate Thanks. it. Life is one big head game. And once you learn to play the motherfucking head game... No longer a game anymore at all. You start living your life.